off to a good start, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> I did. I did that to mess with you. Oh, uh, it's all good. Just kidding. No, I really messed up. <laughs> all right, here we go. Man, we are giving NBA New Year's resolutions clinic style, and the Lakers get the clinic microscope. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? New year, new us. John, <laughs> how you living? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? <laughs> and Sammy, how you living, my friend? Good, but not good enough to top those two intros. <laughs> Tonight, we're putting a team under the clinic microscope, and of course, that team is the LA Lakers, who are 17 and 19, seventh in the West. Uh, they're, recently, they're one in six out of their last seven games. Their last game was a loss against Memphis. They've had the 22nd most difficult schedule thus far. What do you guys think of these LA Lakers? I'll start because everybody's expecting me to start, so I'll go for it, <laughs> and I'll try to do it with a smile on my face. But I'll be definitely crying on the inside. Just to, just a heads up. Oh man! So hey, <laughs> so 17 and 19, seventh in the West. Seventh in the West surprises me. I think that's just a testament to how weak the Western Conference is after the top three seeds. And they've had a pretty easy schedule, the 22nd most difficult in the league. Their notable wins, sadly, are Miami, which is a good win, Boston and Dallas, who are both under 500. So I had to actually search through this and see there aren't a lot of notable wins, which is pretty disappointing. And also, I guess, not really unexpected. They are, in terms of efficiency and just how they're playing this year compared to last year, one thing that really stands out to me is their offensive rating because they got many offensively-minded players in Carmelo Anthony, in Wayne Ellington, and Kendrick Nunn, even though he hasn't played, and a few other guys, Malik Monk, and their offensive rating has gotten worse, which is, I think, a big reason as to why they're struggling this year. True. Their defensive ratings fell off a bit not as bad as I thought it would losing Caruso they went from 12th or 1st to 12th last year their net rating has gone down significantly to from 8th to 27th 22nd and they're first in pace one thing that they have changed is that they're first in pace and they were 21st last year which is not surprising they've added Russell Westbrook who as we all know he pace is (laughs) his blessing and his absolute curse so It's a tough year for us, for us Laker fans. It's a tough year for the Lakers. I think a lot of things go into their struggles, their inconsistencies, their new players, the injuries also also haven't helped, but I don't like making excuses. A lot of teams have injuries. AD has fallen off significantly for whatever reason. Maybe it's his weight gain, his injuries, his, his age is maybe showing, even though he's only 27, 28. Westbrook is getting paid $44 million a year, and I know that the sentiment among... Lakers fans and non-Laker fans is to trade him and I don't know if that's the best idea because they're not they don't have a lot of leverage what and they're gonna get 10 cents on the dollar for him so my my opinion is to, is to actually write it out and just take that risk and see if it ever if it pans out as unlikely as that may be I just don't think trading Westbrook's gonna do anything at this point to help them move forward and try to contend for a title so they're in a tough spot hopefully they can get their players healthy and see where they go from there because i know that i've said that you know i wanted to wait half the year which is almost coming up half the season but 
I, I gotta say, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. But I'd be, I'd be more accepting of this if I was able to see them fully healthy. And if they still struggled, then I would say, well, it's not gonna work out. But that's, that's kind of why it's, it's, it's a struggle for me to, 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 you know, to throw in the t towel at this point. Sorry, that was, that was a pretty long diatribe, but I'm obviously no, very man. passionate about this, this team. <laughs> Dude, you just read off your diary. Sometimes you just gotta let it out. That was that's well, been well, boiling up for you for for days and weeks. What about you two? What do you guys think of uh, John's assessment of the Lakers? I'd say it's it's pretty accurate. It's it's been a rough ride for Lakers fans. It's been very amusing for me personally so far to watch them this year <laughs> the resident clippers not, yeah of course. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, it, it's clear from my perspective this team lost its identity its identity was defense the personnel that was added like john said was offensively minded they've done nothing to improve their offensive rating and i'll be honest i was surprised to see that their defensive rating is at 12 because sometimes it looks to me like they're a bottom five defensive team in the league right now with how they're playing um, they're they're looking worse right now than they will as inconsistent as they were at the start of the year obviously not having Anthony Davis the last few weeks is of course going to affect that and we've seen that by them dropping six of the last seven I believe is what we said uh, on on a connected front uh, as our listeners know I am the gambling aficionado of the group I just wanted to run through some odds really quick their odds have not dropped as much as I thought they would. NBA title, they're still 12 to 1 at plus 1200. Western Conference, they're at plus 600. The Pacific Division, they're at plus 25,000, which means 250 to 1. So for me personally, I might have $5 to throw in the ocean that I might just throw there and see what happens anyway. The shocker to me was the win total. It's dropped from 52.5 at the start of the year. It's all the way down to 41.5 now, which I never thought I would see with a LeBron James uh, team. LeBron James! But then the irony of that is to make the playoffs, you're still paying minus 255. And if you go against that and say no, it's plus 200. It's I've never seen odds like that. It's such an interesting thing to me. So it's kind of clear that if I like them to get this together when Davis comes back and knowing they're going to do something at the trade deadline, I don't think you're ever going to see a win total as low as 41 and a half again. Oh my so I wanted to put that out there too, just because that one blew my mind when I looked it up. I thought the win total at this one was still going to be about 45. So when I saw it there, I just couldn't believe it. So just something to think about if, uh, if any of our listeners in states where you can actually place a wager are so inclined. I'm really, really interested to see why John wouldn't want to venture out with tra uh, trading Westbrook because, as I discussed in the last pod, I do think he's the major culprit of the Laker Wolves right now. I'm the party pooper. He leads the or second. He leads the lead with turnovers, or I think he's second behind Harden, and he's the point guard, which you know with. All point guards, you're going, you're going to expect turnovers, but it's just his decision making at important moments of the game. It's the eye test. For example, you'll see Westbrook not really looking to pass, but just driving on four people and trying to lay lay it up or even dunk at an important time of the game. And when he does go to the rack, 
people need to understand spacing. Spacing is a huge part of the NBA. And when you when you look into how NBA teams utilize spacing, Westbrook doesn't really play into the benefits. So when he does miss a layup, which John mentioned the last pod, it was 4-4-15 around the rim. That's essentially a point guard already in the backcourt while their offense is in transition. Right. So it's really a 4-on-5 opportunity. But think about it. The Vogel's past few rotations has had Melo at the 5. He's not going to get back on D. Yo, so it's really, <laughs> it's really a three-man defensive team for the Lakers. And we saw that. They yeah. lead the. They, I think they lead the league in turnovers. If um, you're probably if right. I, you're probably yeah. right. They do right, which is 529 turnovers, which is insane. And I don't know. When I think about LeBron James, it just makes me sad as a basketball fan that he has this player that they're paying 45 million, and that's that's an elite player salary. And Russell Westbrook is not elite do you guys feel he's an elite player like straight up Hell no no not at this point in his career not at all and there's a deceptive thing with his stats because if you're a casual fan you're just looking at those counting stats points rebounds assists he is 12th all time in assists and so the instant thing if you're just looking at those numbers is oh well mm-hmm. that must mean he's a great passer do you know he's second all-time in usage rate behind one Michael Jordan and nobody else? Ooh. You're going to get assists. You're going to get rebounds. Yeah. You're going to get these things if the ball's literally in your hands that much of the time. And so that's where the stats can be deceiving. I also wanted to throw one other thing out. You can tell Vogel's not confident right now in the players they have because they have used 18 different starting lineups. If he's confident in that rotation... I understand that they have injuries, but if he's truly confident, you're rolling the same five out and waiting for them to mesh. You're not picking and choosing and rotating players this much because when you're doing that, that means you haven't found a group that you're comfortable with that looks good playing together. That's usually something that happens more with lottery teams than it does with teams you expect to make a title run. Excuse so me. That to me, like we've talked about before, saying that the roster doesn't fit the coach. And if that's the case, that's the fault of the front office. And now the question is, you're halfway through, you've got a very elite player in LeBron James who has clearly only got a few years left. You can't throw away your, what do you do to try to fix this on the fly? To me, that's the next question. But. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask John, um, we were going through this outline and we were wondering, like I was just trying to basically put the starters together. I was like, okay, well, these are their start. this is their starting lineup. If everyone is healthy, what is their starting lineup, John? Wow, I'm Mr. Manager. So, to me, the starting lineup needs to be, well, AD at the five, I think, even though he doesn't like playing there. He's he's best suited to play the five. And he gained weight in the offseason to play that role, to play that position. So I think you need to put him there. I think at the four, you got to put LeBron James. At the three, Ooh. I think we're playing Stanley Johnson because he's defensive-minded. He was just signed, and he's played played really well recently and then I think you have to go with some scores so Malik Monk has been shown even though he's not great defensively he can create his own shot he can shoot off the dribble he can shoot off the screen he's pretty much 
uh, all-around offensive player, and that's what we need in this lineup. And then obviously Westbrook. And you know, and this may sound blasphemous, but I was always of the mindset with as how much the Lakers have been changing their lineups and how much of they, they they've been experimenting. I think you got to try getting Westbrook off the bench, Hold starting up. somebody else, maybe starting Darren Collison or something. I know that sounds crazy, Ooh. given that Westbrook is getting paid $44 million this year, but what do you have to lose? The Lakers are struggling. They're 16 and 18. They have some injuries. AD isn't playing that well. If you're going to change up the lineup this many times, I say just give it a shot. Maybe go to Westbrook and say, hey, we're going to try this out. It's not. It may not be mm-hmm. permanent, but it may. maybe it will be, but we are not doing well this has to with the stop. status quo let's give it a couple games and see how that plays out and who knows maybe it'll work out and they'll start gelling maybe Westbrook will lead that second unit the way that he can instead of having to compete with LeBron James and AD for buckets and him trying to do too much I know Sammy mentioned that the blame has to go to the roster which is Polinka's responsibility do you think the blame goes on Polinko or, as John says it, Lee J.M.? I'm Michael Jackson, you Tito. Oh, man. Because LeBron has had a bad history with his roster and who he wants on the team, right? He, he does. And I think that, I mean, you, you can't really blame Polinka just because he's at Ooh. the mercy of LeBron James. And if you have LeBron James on your team, you kind of have to listen to him. I mean, that's that's really your job right is to listen to what he wants and if he wants it he's gonna get it because he is literally the face of this franchise he's the face of the league so you gotta listen to him i think that's the only answer and i'm gonna give you know laker fans a little bit of hope maybe john will kind of change his background right now it's the this is fine background but lebron james and ad They have only played 15 games together this season. 15, 1-5, which means that's less than half of the games this season. Which means we don't really know what this team is like, right? We don't know what this team's going to look like in the playoffs because we've only seen them for 15 games. And if I were to put money on it, I bet you they probably won those games more than not, right? So if, if the Lakers can somehow figure out how to stay healthy together and hit the playoffs, I think they just have the superstar power to power through some of the some of the teams in the West because like we were saying earlier, it's pretty top-heavy, but the rest of that West isn't that strong. Right. So I think there's still a, a puncher's chance, especially if you have top 75 players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. What do you think, John? As much as I love making excuses for Lakers and their poor performances I do think (laughs) my counter to that is that LeBron and AD have already played together for a lot in 2020 even last year AD was injured so I don't don't think it's a matter of them gelling maybe Westbrook added he obviously adds another component where they have to play the three of them together they have to gel in that sense so I agree you know I agree with that but LeBron and AD, I think they already know how to play with each other. They've won a championship together. So my my bigger concern is AD, his individual play. Just seeing him on the court, he doesn't look fast. He doesn't look alert. He doesn't look, he looks disinterested. Oh. He's getting hurt, which is not, not surprising. 
But and but I think Sammy mentioned this in, in an earlier episode that his shooting has fallen off a cliff. He couldn't throw a rock into an ocean. <laughs> he's missing his jump shots. He's not hitting his threes. And that's what made AD so deadly because he's not just, he's a stretch big. And he was an elite one at that. So you couldn't just guard guard him or, or lay off of him and make him shoot jumpers. Now you could, you can do that. And that affects the entire offense. He was a big part of why the offense gels. And if he's not making his shots from the perimeter, that's a huge problem. I, I am going to give my little assessment a caveat, though. I've made a huge um, mistake. I, I still don't really believe in the roster construction. I just think you have superstars that haven't played much together, like all three of them, and you're just hoping that they just kind of figure crap out. Right? That's the hope. Um, but I guess we'll kind of yeah. kind of see Sammy. Yeah, just, just to go right along what you're saying, and kind of going back to what John was talking about earlier, I actually think Westbrook would be ideal at this point in his career as a six-man, but because of egos, I don't think they're going to do it. Mm. But I do think that's the right fit for him. And along the lines of what the starting lineup is, I do agree that Davis should be at the five, LeBron should be at the four. I think the the starting small forward and the two guard by the end of the season are not on the roster right now. I think those guys are going to come in before the trade deadline. Uh-huh. And they're going to have to be shooters. But I don't think they're on the team as, it, as it's constructed right now. We know on the subject of LeBron, the GM, he's not going to be satisfied with an under 500 team he will push the front office they will make moves and i just don't think the long-term solution is there right now i don't think monk is a long-term starter at the two i think he's a, a good bench shooter so whatever the roster looks like right now i think it's going to look drastically different by the end of the year you know with uh the with the caruso not signing that's totally on the front office like yeah. you're one of the most profitable, world-renowned teams, and you're too cheap to sign your player that all the fans love. Not even just Laker fans, like NBA fans love Caruso. Well, I don't. I, so, I actually don't think it was being cheap. It was they actually just chose somebody mm-hmm. over Caruso. They chose Taylor Horton Tucker because they gave him, I think it was thirty million, something around that number that they would have yeah. been able to offer Caruso. And so far, it really has. Caruso was only paid. one in nine million, though, man. No, it was. Come on. It was more than that, I think. Come it was on. more than that. But yeah, with other, other guys that they signed, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I agree that they could have made it work, but from the reports, is that they chose Taylor Horton Tucker over Caruso, thinking that he would be able to kind of duplicate that role as a shooting guard and develop him into a better player than Caruso. So hindsight is twenty twenty. It's obviously not panning out now. T- THT actually yeah. isn't playing that well. Crusoe's definitely thriving in Chicago. But could it be a long-term risk-reward type thing where the Lakers make it out? Maybe, but that's not what we're looking for. LeBron is 37, AD is getting older, and our window is closing. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think they probably should have kept Crusoe, most definitely. So Yes, sir! I wonder... I wonder if LeBron had any part in choosing either THT or Caruso. I don't know. There's probably no reports on that, but probably. it's just sort of interesting to think about. Um, does anyone else have anything else to, to add to our our Laker microscope? Well, 
I think the one other thing to briefly brush over is what could have been in regards to the rumored trades in the offseason. So we had the trade, obviously, for Westbrook. And then I think a lot of the listeners who listen to this probably know there was a rumor trade out there for Heald. Yeah, for yeah. Heald. Yep. And you just... And uh, yeah. uh, Lowry, too. Yeah. So let's let's say they, they made the Heald deal. I think they would have kept... I want to say they would have kept KCP in that deal. So it would have yeah, been Harrell and Kuzma for Heald. And I think another piece of balance out salary. If they make that trade... Where do you think the team is now? Because then in that trade, who's the starting point guard? I wanted the Kyle Lowry trade. And I know that there were there was concern because he's old. He's 37 or 38, I believe. But I think he fits AD and LeBron to a T because he's a guard that can not only create his own shot, he's defensively minded, but he's actually super mm-hmm. underrated from three. He's close to being, yeah. he's super accurate from three, open. And I think just this his, ball, man. he's placed so under control and he would be a great fit for the team. So I wanted that trade. I knew it would only be a year or two, but that's kind of the window that we have with LeBron at this point, maybe not even a year. So that was what I was gunning for. I think Buddy Heal would have been okay, but he, he can't really create his own shot. Right. And that would just put LeBron's usage at, a, at you know, what it already is, which is, way too high for a 37 year old yeah i I think i would have liked that trade too i actually would have liked the buddy healed thing too i think they would have just figured out a point guard i don't know who it would be i mean lebron usually plays the point guard anyway um i don't know if they would just end up playing large i'm not sure but i think buddy healed just having a sniper on that team would be a lot of fun yeah um which is something they desperately need so any other trades? The whole team. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> fire sale. Blow it up. We're going to go with the this fire is sale. Fine. This is fine. <laughs> Check my background. Check my background. Anyway, I'm going to go to our next topic. And this is the clinic edition of the NBA New Year's resolutions. I'm going to name a player or a team, and you guys need to come up with their New Year's resolution. For example, if I said Coach Thibbs, I could say that his resolution is to download this amazing app. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called YouTube, and you could go and subscribe to something like B-Ball Breakdown and get tips on how to be a competent offensive coach because I don't want to watch bad basketball in New York anymore. So this is my first topic here. I'm going to call on JJ. JJ, I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. I love Dame. (laughs) Dame, get on your eat, pray, love trip. Get some rest, come back to the NBA fully healthy, and don't be passive, man. Gotta let the team know what's up. If you want to be traded, get traded. If you want superstars, demand it. Don't ask, demand. Oh, That's Damian Lillard's New Year's resolution, resolution Sammy, LeBron James. With LeBron, I'm, I'm going to have a resolution of a 2018 rehash of what happened with the Cavs at the trade deadline. Just to remind everyone, they added George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and they got rid of Isaiah Thomas to the Lakers, ironically, Jay Crowder, Channing Frye, Dwayne Wade, Shumpert, Rose, and a first-round pick. And they made the finals. And that team was barely over 500 at the trade deadline. So LeBron, I know you always have that GM hat on anyway. Just wear it proud. 
to ship out half that damn team because it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, John. My man, Kyrie. You better be hoping and praying every single day starting on January 1st up to the playoffs that the, your Nets do not play the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs or the New York Knicks because you will not be able to play in the road games there. And you won't also be, won't be able to play at home. So just hope that you play any other team and maybe hope that Brooklyn or New York changes their mandates as well from up until April. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. And JJ, gonna go back to you. We got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, we've been seeing you on TV, you know, with the Charlotte Hornets. Just hire a damn fashion designer or fashion guru to help you out with your clothes. Jinko jeans were out of style at 97. Fast forward 30 years, still out of style, my guy. And please do not re-retro all of the old Jordans. The collectors out there hate that. Amen to that one. That's a great resolution. Sammy, we're going to go with Scotty Pippen, the wingman. Scotty, Scotty, it's time to, to collab with Mike. Give him a call. Say that this was all nonsense just to sell books and release a collab documentary of The Last Dance and why I really wasn't unguarded. And save your reputation. Come back to Michael. <laughs> Stop with the nonsense. Have some of your popcorn. Have a glass of Michael's wine. Let's call it a day and move on. We want to remember you as what you were. I don't want to read another story about how you were the best player on that team. Cause no, stop that, it. Ignorant. Stop. that's ignorant. That's <laughs> ignorant. Love it. John, Ben Simmons. My natural inclination is to make a joke here, but I'm going to be completely serious with my guy, Ben Simmons. Ben, you are a 6'10 monster point forward who can play every position in the NBA you have defensive eliteness you can drive and score at will at the basket you're not the best shooter but you can work on that you got to get over your mental block my guy and just play basketball don't forget about the noise forget about the the critics it comes with the territory you are a hell of a talent and you got to show it on the court I know that Philly you got some troubles with Philly, but you got to put that behind you and just play basketball. Just just do what you were gifted to do that many people don't have and just play. Talk to him. Love it. JJ, Kendall Jenner. I don't know how she made this list. <laughs> oh, she made the list. You know how? Because she probably dated the last eight guys that we mentioned on this list. She's indirectly ruined their careers. She's indirectly getting NBA checks. Okay. Yeah, so the true MVP of the league, Kendall Jenner. If you don't want the Suns to do well, break up with D-Book as you ruined their careers of D-Lo, Ben Simmons. Jordan Clarkson has been kind of balling, but, you know, Blake Griffin and so on and so forth. So I like you a lot. Do what you got to do. I like it. Sammy, the entire Cleveland Cavs organization. I don't know if I'm going to top that take, but this is going to be actually a relatively serious take as well. The Cavs have been one of the best surprises of the year. They've been so fun to watch, and unfortunately, they're just getting hit with injury after injury at the point guard position. Do all the NBA a favor. Get another point guard in there. Rajon Rondo does not count. I, I do not count him as a replacement. 
Let's get, let's get a good point guard in there. Keep the vibe up because that team is so much fun. I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see them sneak up on one of those big three teams in the East and just, just keep it fun. And in a year where there's been lots of bad surprises, this has been a good one, and I want to see it keep going. True. And we have John for Kevin Durant. So again, my natural inclination is to make a joke here. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I have two jokes, actually. The first one is the obvious one. KD, please delete your social media. All of them. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I don't all know. All the handles. Yeah, all accounts. the handles. All yeah. of them. Even the burners. And then secondly, go to your local pharmacy. Get something over the counter for some medical grade moisturizer. Some lotion. <laughs> And apply it to those spots that need the need the love and care. Wait, wait, keep it G-rated, y'all. Hey, it is completely G-rated. And I'm gonna do the last one. It's Zion Williamson, bro. You know what to do. Anyway, that's it for our pod for tonight. JJ, thanks for being on, man. See you at the New Year, man. Yeah, happy New Year. John, thank you. Hey, remember, have a happy and safe New Year. Do not drink and drive. Love you guys. Sammy, thank you, my friend. Happy New Year to all, and thank you all for listening. We sincerely appreciate it. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.